1: That's 800 278 1738.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: What's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Well, it is a Tuesday on the show, and you know what that means. Unless you're trying to watch on Twitch, which is not working, so you don't know what that means. Well, of course, we have the YouTube channel as well, video.f4wonline.com. If you're on the YouTube page right now, we are working to get Twitch back up and running. Producer Jared lost internet, so it's down. But thank goodness for Sports Byline USA, which is streaming us live all over the planet as we talk about all of the news in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts here today. And there is a lot of it today on the show. We got Raw to talk about last night's edition of Raw, where they did the entire first round of the raw portion of that tournament and i got some stuff to say about that which we'll get going on with here in a little bit and of course the other first round takes place all on friday on smackdown so we'll discuss that today as well and of course it's tuesday so tonight is nxt we have got bracketing for the women's championship tournament and i got a lot to say about that as well It all ties into this draft, this Raw and SmackDown draft. We got SmackDown ratings from Friday night, which because of strong competition did a bad number. And, of course, Rampage did a bad number. Although, given the time slot that it was in, If you look at the Rampage number compared to a normal time slot Rampage number, well, of course it was terrible. It was preempted like 2.30 Pacific or something like that. But given what time it aired, it actually did a good number. I would not recommend they move to that time permanently, but all things considered. We've also got Kenny Omega talking about Moxley, as noted the Raw Report, and so much more. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
1: shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime Sound of the river, you're stopping your home
5: Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308.
0: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results.
1: that's 800-965-1295.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Subravibe, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, it looks like we're back. Back up on Twitch. Sometimes I never know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But anyway, we got a lot to get into here today. And i got a couple of things I want to rant about. Because that's my favorite when I see uh-huh. Brian Alvarez rants. Adjust that chair. Well, a couple of things to rant about first off, we've got this uh, this tournament for the for the raw title talked about this for a few days you know there's uh there's a new raw championship, but the title you know they're having raw and smackdown people in the tournament right yes. all on the same page yes. All right, I'm trying to find the actual tournament brackets here. Not that it really matters. All right, here we go. So uh, th- you know this is this is the this is the tournament brackets. We we had Raw last night, which had Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cody Rhodes. And then for SmackDown, we had Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Edge, and Sheamus. That's the that's the SmackDown tournament. So if you missed Raw last night. We already we already know who's who's the finalist. It's Seth Rollins because they did a three-way at the beginning of the show, a three-way in the beginning of the show, and then you know, those people faced off in the main event for the finals of the entire first round. The first round is all over. Seth Rollins is the winner. So then on SmackDown, they're gonna do the same thing. Two three ways. And then they're going to do another three-way. And then at the end of the show, the two winners are going to face off and we're going to know who's on the other side, okay? So yesterday I asked a question. Dude, like we have three weeks until the Night of Champions. We have literally exactly enough time to do one match this week on Raw, another match next week on Raw, the finals... Three weeks from now on Raw, then we know who the Raw, you know, the Raw guy is. And same thing on SmackDown. We could do the first round this week, the second round next week, the finals the week after. And, you know, the go home show for Saudi Arabia, we'll know the SmackDown guy. And then, you know, we got, we got content for every single one of those shows. And, you know, somebody there yesterday texted and go, do you really not know why they're all being done this week? And then I, I got thinking. And, of course, you know, there's there's competition, strong NBA competition, if I recall correctly. I'm not a sports guy, but there's there's strong competition. And that competition destroyed the SmackDown rating on Friday night. So, you know, the argument is, well, you know, this is this is a tough week. So we're going to just throw it all at the wall Monday, and we're going to throw it all at the wall Friday. Because it's a tough week. And then Dave explains last night, he goes do you know why there are SmackDown wrestlers in the Raw tournament? And I said, why? He goes, well, it's a real tough week. And so they want to make sure there's something big on SmackDown. So the SmackDown people are in the Raw tournament. And, like, I hear all this stuff, and I'm just like, dude, this is all so dumb. Bro. Do you realize for the first off, for the person who goes, you don't know why we're doing this? Yeah, it's a tough week. Guess what? There's tough weeks all the time. There's always something big on television. Okay. And as far as like, well, you know, it's a tough week. So why don't we get some SmackDown Wrestler to the Raw tournament again? There's tough weeks and there's strong competition all the time. You know, what would have made all of this a lot easier? If we didn't have a brand split in the first place, and every time there's a hard week, just book a big show with all of your stars. But instead, we did a draft. And now we have to we have to already. You realize that Bianca Belair wrestled on Raw last night? She's the SmackDown champion. Why is she wrestling on Raw? It wasn't even a day. They literally said the day after backlash, this all goes into effect. Well, we're now at the week after Backlash, and there's no brand split to speak of. Uh, Bianca's wrestling on Raw, and, you know, we got SmackDown wrestlers are going to wrestle for the Raw title, and then we're going to have this, you know, whatever. I'm just like, God, this is so dumb. It's so dumb. And then, speaking of dumb, because this was also brought to my attention, you know, NXT tonight has a, a, this tournament beginning to crown a new nxt women's champion because you see they had an nxt women's champion and she's going to the main roster so she had to vacate her championship now we have a tournament well meanwhile we have nxt women's champions and they are going to SmackDown with the nxt women's tag team they don't have to vacate their titles they, you know, they're going to just go back and forth, but Indy has to vacate. Why? Well, you know, my argument was, you know, Indy's she's got a a foot injury or whatever, so she has to vacate. And then, like, well, why'd she get called up then? Well, I don't know. I don't. This is all complete and utter nonsense. It's nonsense. So anyway, that's the uh, that's the latest. Nonsense with Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and the draft. It's all nonsense.
4: Does Adam Pierce have to explain why somebody drafted Indy Hartwell as opposed to Braun Breaker?
3: Well, you know, that's another story entirely. You see, <laughs> hey. Indy was ready for that main roster run, but Braun, he needs more seasoning. <laughs> he,
4: he doesn't have a, a Dexter uh, to be held in the arms of, but I guess... If you want to take a good thing out of last night, and here, I'm looking for silver linings and things, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Does that make you happy? Does the thought of that make you happy, that match? Does the thought of, you know, those guys in Imperium actually being used in a different way obviously still Wait a second. To... Did
3: you watch the show? I know. Kevin and Sami beat them last night. Yeah,
4: well, that's true. <laughs>
3: How about this? Which how about, actually didn't how, even bother me all that much, to be how honest. How about
4: Mustafa Ali and Otis, or I'm sorry, Otis and, and Maxine, and the battle, the tug of war taking place between Maxine and Chad Gable?
3: How about that? You know, there was good stuff on Raw last night, as we're going to get to, but and and I and I hear this every day, and it just drives me nuts. Why is it all Vince's fault? And you know what? This is always brought up from people that didn't really watch the eight months before WrestleMania. It's always the people that didn't actually watch the people that actually watched the show when he was gone and are now watching the show when he's back. It's like it hits you in the face the stupid stuff that is returned the moment that guy came back that wasn't there before.
4: Forget about it and it's also people show. that didn't
3: watch that keep telling me it actually wasn't any better, Brian. It wasn't any better. That's a lie. It was miles better. Miles and miles better. Guys, you know what? Go back and... It's all on YouTube. Go back and watch the world-famous Raw Report for the, the time previous to Vince leaving. Watch it again during the period that Vince was gone and watch it again now. I watched every single solitary show and it was miles better when he was gone. And now he's back, and absolutely stupid, nonsensical, mindless stuff is back. So don't tell me, oh, carrying the water for Hunter. Blah 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 blah.
4: Look at the stuff it's that was painfully
3: obvious if you watch the shows. Yes. Painfully.
4: Look at the things that have been universally reported by everyone, including the rewrites and the plan changes and seeing them in action. I'm not saying if you don't like the product, if you didn't like the bloodline storyline, if you didn't like what they were doing, that you were going to absolutely – it's not about that. It's about the fact that there were a lot of little things and things that would drive us nuts and drive nuts – you know, people there nuts – that were, you know, getting ironed out and smoothed out that now came back with wrinkles because that's how Vince is used to doing things. It's crazy Vince out there Dude, doing his thing.
3: Just look at the period from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. Not just saying, oh, it's WrestleMania. Look at it year over year, okay? Look at the difference year over year because of that eight months of booking. Just, it's it slaps you in the face if you look at it. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: That's 800-390-5160. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. That's 867 6917
0: President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with
2: Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Okay, I got a I got a correction here, which this is everything you need to know about all this. Bianca wasn't on the show last night. Rhea was on the show, and Rhea is out there with a blue belt and advertised as the SmackDown Women's Champion. That's what happened. The SmackDown the Thus, the actual SmackDown champion was not on the show. That's Bianca, but the person who is called the SmackDown champion, who is with Raw, is on Raw. Got it? Which, by the way, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh-huh. When it comes to stupid, which is more stupid? Okay. The SmackDown champion and the Raw champion, when they switch brands, okay? Because Rhea was on SmackDown as the SmackDown champion. Bianca was on Raw as the Raw champion. They both got drafted to different brands. Got it? Okay. So now, which is more stupid? If Rhea and Bianca have to get in the ring and swap belts... So for those of you in charge of updating title histories on Wikipedia, you've got to just try and figure all this out because now they've each got an extra title reign even though they didn't do anything except exist. Which is more stupid? Swapping the belts, okay? Or not swapping the belts. And so for the next year, the SmackDown Women's Champion wrestles solely on Raw... And the Raw Women's Champion wrestles solely on SmackDown, which is more stupid. There's, like, no non-stupid option here because of this draft. And it's like, you're going to do one or the other, and either either of them is dumb. Or, you know, what you could do is say, we are officially rebranding them to the Women's World Champion and the Women's WWE Champion, and you're done. Right? Make new belts. Get rid of these colors. That's the only non stupid way to solve this problem. But I'll bet you anything, because they like to make things difficult, they will choose a stupid solution, which is either SmackDown is the home of the Raw women's champion, and Raw's home of the SmackDown women's champion, or they swap belts and start over again with an extra title reign on their record.
4: Yeah. We need a twenty minute segment that will take place at the some point during the show on one of the shows. Where we have Bianca out there with Rhea, and we have tension taking place, you know, and then we have Natalia come out, and then we have, who knows, EO come out, and then we have some sort of situation that leads to a match. Between... That's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to end up doing some sort of belt swap because they have TV time to fill, and that's what they do pretty much that simple it's not like they're just going to hand out the new belts and go well hey now we have actually you know what they may maybe they're on a new belt making kick and they want you know women's belts to kind of match up with this new type of belt that they have with the world title and they decide to break out two new belts maybe they do go ahead and do that option but they're going to do it in a way where their two are facing off face to face on tv because that's what they do
3: You know, speaking of of new belts, you know, this doesn't really bother me, but I just thought about it. So if if Roman Reigns is the, you know, undisputed universal and WWE champion. Yes. And he's been walking around with two belts because he holds the Raw and SmackDown belts. Yes. And they have now decided that he is so unstoppable that he is going to remain the undisputed champion. And we're going to make a brand new belt for the other show. No. That's what they're doing. No, they're disputing it. Well, well, it's beside the point. They're making a new belt for Raw, and he's walking around with two belts now that they refuse no. to split for SmackDown. Oh. Why don't you just make him one new belt? Why is he still walking around with two belts? I know I know. the answer cool is, like, because we want to sell a bunch of stuff, you know, yeah. you got to have the complete set and everything like that. <laughs> but anyway, who cares? So, you know what I do like, believe it or not? What's that? I actually kind of like the brackets for this NXT women's tournament, okay? Really? Yes. Because this is what they're doing, all right? One side I should have the actual brackets in front of me. I, that I, would made help. A, I made a big mistake. Well I've got the I've got the names here, but the way the brackets are set up is actually the most interesting thing about it to me. Can we all right, put the trigger
4: on Tiffany Stratton at the end? Let's just get to This that. is
3: this is one side of the bracket, okay? And actually I'll give you both sides. One side has Gigi and Tiffany and Roxanne versus J C Jane. And the other side has Lyra versus Kiana and Fallon versus Cora Jade, okay? So, granted, they could have, you know, winners that end up facing each other that aren't feuding. But Gigi and JC are on the same side and they're feuding. Tiffany and Roxanne are on the same side and they're feuding. Lyra and Cora are on the same side and they're feuding. And Kiana and Fallon are on the same side, so they are feuding. So, literally... Unless you want to just totally mess it up, where you know Lyra wins and Fallon wins, so then you have Lyra and Fallon facing off, which is like who cares? Or maybe uh, you know Uh Tiffany and J.C. win, and then they face off, and it's like who cares? Or you know the first round's either going to end up Gigi and J.C. who are feuding, or Tiffany and Roxanne. And then the winner on the other side will either be Lyra and Cora, who are feuding, or Kiana and Fallon. So they could, you know, deliberately give you the two matches you don't want to see. Or the way the brackets are set up, you could end up getting a whole bunch of matches they've been building up that, you know, in theory, you want to see. I actually don't want to see Gigi and JC ever again because they're they're (laughs) cursed together.
4: How about one and one? How about Tiffany Stratton against Roxanne? And how about Lyra against Fallon? Where Kiana or something happens at the end, where you know that's what, you know she helps Lyra somehow get the victory, even though Lyra won't realize it. You well, know? and then
3: you know you do could... it that
4: way because again, I don't think anybody besides Tiffany Stratton is winning this. It's either going to be her and Roxanne, so Tiffany going over Lyra doesn't seem like that far of a stretch.
3: Well, I think Tiffany should go over like. Honestly, if I were booking this, I'd probably what, have Fallon? I'd probably have Tiffany beat Fallon with uh Kiana screwing Fallon or something like that. But I mean, if you wanted to, you could literally do the same thing on both sides, which is JC costs Gigi, Gigi costs JC, Cora costs Lyra, and Lyra costs Cora. You could do that Lyra and, and then Kiana, a time Kiana limit screws draw. Fallon <laughs> in the end. You could have someone screw somebody in every single match in this tournament if you wanted to. <laughs>
4: And we will, and we're going to have some sort of emotional reaction where somebody's going to have a heart-to-heart with Shawn Michaels later on in the show. I I just, oh man, I just hope they never take Booker T off commentary. That's what I'm hoping.
3: SmackDown got uh, killed. 2.059 million viewers. Lowest viewership for a Fox airing of the show since last August. And that was a draft show that they did there. 0.52 0.52 in eighteen to forty nine, down twenty-five percent from last week. Lowest rating for the show since November four. Show went head to head with an NBA playoff game on ESPN. They did it a one point six five rating in eighteen to forty-nine. One point six five in eighteen to forty-nine. So that was a big number. And then of course Rampage on Friday aired at uh, three thirty Pacific, six thirty Eastern, I believe. And that did two hundred and ninety four thousand viewers, which was nearly identical to last week. A point zero nine in eighteen to forty nine. But uh, you know, if you consider the time slot that it was in, it's not a horrible number. Would I ever air it in that time slot again? No. Not on purpose. No. But uh <laughs> yeah, there you go.
4: Look, what can you do? The NBA playoffs are a monster. And to me, this is with both companies, it's like WWE trying to counter program the NFL. Remember they were trying to do that for a short period of time during Monday Night Football and it's like you know what you can't win anyway. The only thing you can do hope for a bad game, build up your stock enough where people are actually interested in checking you out for whatever reason, more than the football game, and that's literally all you can do. And same thing goes when it comes to the NBA. People are going to make fun of each other's ratings on on the people that plant flags on both sides. Who cares about any of that? It doesn't matter. These types of, like, again, you can't win. When they are shifting you out of your time slot over and over and over again. You know, you can only just hang on and do what you can do. When it comes to the WWE, those people can't make fun of Rampage and Dynamite because you look at the percentages that are getting taken out of Raw and SmackDown, and then a lot of times it's the same. It just obviously looks much worse for AEW because it's far less fans.
3: We've also got a pay-per-view caliber card for Dynamite. John Moxley and Kenny Omega in a steel cage bloodbath will be taking place. Orange Cassidy will defend the international title against Daniel Garcia. The House of Black. This one I don't get. The House of Black defends the trios titles against Bandito and the Best Friends, even though the acclaimed and Billy Gunn won the trios battle royal last week. So I guess presumably they'll just be getting the shot at the pay-per-view. We have Anna Jay versus Julia Hart in a no-holds-barred match. We have Claudio Castagnoli versus Ray Phoenix. If Ray Phoenix beats the ROH champion, he will challenge Claudio for the title. And if Claudio beats Ray Phoenix, one half of the tag team champions, then Claudio and probably Wheeler will be facing Ray Phoenix and Penta for the tag team titles. It is a double Jeopardy match. FTR will respond to Jay Lethal's challenge. Wonder what they'll say. (laughs) And we will hear... From Christian Cage, I realize it wasn't a number one contenders match. My question is, why did they have the match and have one team beat all of these other six-person teams and then those people aren't getting a championship match? That's my question. Why? Back in a moment, Observer Live.
5: Boost Mobile, unleash your power. And the ding! Limited time offer, new customers only, available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere, one device per line, tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.
0: If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount
4: Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Instead of collecting dust, your items could be collecting cash. So check out the biggest collectible marketplace in the U.S. at CollectibleExchange.com. With over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you, that's Collectible Exchange.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. It has
4: got to be good to be the type of size you were where you could go on the Big Mac diet because you actually needed to bulk up and throw on a whole bunch of weight.
3: Mike's talking about the videos that are airing during the break here. And, uh, hey, listen. <laughs> if I could do it all again, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a waste of time. I got real... What, your wrestling career? I got really large. Oh. And then, you know... The diet. One day I found out I was exceedingly fat. And by, then, by whose terms? Your own or by... Well, yeah. I mean, listen. You know, some of you are, are big, but you're also big, okay? I was small, and I got big, okay? So, you think... If you guys... I got like a six... I forget what my, my wrist is, like six and a half inches or something like that. I do not have large... I am not large-boned, okay? I am very... I've got a very, very small frame, and it took an incredible amount of of eating. And then I learned from, what uh, the heck was that guy's name? Oli Olson, <laughs> who I think may have been juiced up when he was giving me this advice, where he goes, you eat as much as you can until you're totally stuffed, and then you have a weight gain shake with whole milk, like that oh. Mega Mass 2000. Yeah. And so uh, and you lift weights, obviously, but i I got I got big and strong and very fat. and I was working at a gymnastics place, and uh I've told this story before, but uh there there's a move where you, you essentially you you cast on the bar and you cast, and then you put your feet on the bar. It's called like a birdie perch. And then what me and my buddies would do was we would do the cast, land on the bar, and then we would, you know, do a back tuck off the bar into the foam pit, okay? And, uh, you know, one day I went to do the cast birdie perch, and I could not get my legs onto the bar because my fat gut got in the way. My gut literally got in the way of my legs. And uh, I tumbled face first the wrong way over the bar. I almost killed myself. And, uh you know of course all the uh the gymnasts were there laughing that was a good one and so uh you know that's when I realized well, you know brother because you know when you're getting big it's easy to fool yourself okay because I was also deadlifting I was doing like deadlift squat and bench I was trying to just you know lift really heavy weights it's and I had muscle weight too. and I got really strong yeah. like in my peak I I deadlifted 400 I think it was 400 or – I think it was 400 pounds. I don't think it was How more much than 400. did you weigh? 195. Oh. If I had a heavy I – could, I could do a, a one-rep, 400-pound deadlift. And uh, so, you know, my pants – I'm like, God, I'm only – I have to go to – I have to, you know, fix my belt. And I kept telling myself, you know, it's because of those deadlifts. My low back is getting so powerful and thick that my belt, I need to, you know, go – couple of the other way on the not on the little buckles or whatever look at those yams yep and uh you know you tell yourself all this or that i'm just getting really muscular and then and then one day you just realize no (laughs) you just got really fat that's not water weight yes that's fat weight and so so all that work i did to get up to that you know 195 you know once i once i got there I was there for like a day because that's when I realized brother you you do not look like you know Kurt Angle. You're just fat, buddy. And so then it was like, well now I got to go to do the journey the other way. You know how much fun that was? See, that's None. the point, that's the point you could have just pivoted and said,
4: "You know what the hell with it? I'm staying this fat and now I'm going to start investing in, you know, Gusset plates and light tubes and such. No,
3: because you know what's not really healthy. I found is to be, you know, five, five, six, five, seven, and weigh one hundred and ninety-five pounds with a frame like mine. So, uh, yeah. Hey, it's so working for Darby Allen. Yeah, I wish Darby Allen would be around. Would have been around in the late nineties. I never would have gone to one ninety-five. <laughs> I would have been perfectly happy at one forty-five or one thirty five. Not doing that
4: though. You have to talk no. to him about that. Talk to you about that.
3: Well, here's the world-famous Raw report. Uh Uh-oh. It opened up with Cody coming out to open up the show, said hello to Jacksonville. And he said that he defeated Brock. He learned he could be beaten. And now he was going to focus on the World Heavyweight Championship. And they showed the brackets. And he announced, it is my honor to announce that the tournament has begun! So we had Damien Priest, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura. I thought this match was excellent. I don't care what Dave thought about it. I liked it a lot. And uh, Nakamura ended up countering into a knee bar because Priest was doing a great job selling his leg from the bad bunny match. He goes for the knee bar. Seth comes off the top with a frog splash. Pedigree's Nakamura pins him. Seth is on his way to the main event. We had a segment with Imperium, Sammy, and Kevin. And they're like, we're talking. Can you go away for a while? They don't want to go away. So this leads to a challenge for later on in the evening. We had a total Vince segment, Leave Me Alone. It was Ollie, whose gimmick is that now he's a very positive man. Otis, whose gimmick is also that he is fat. And he's got Chad Gable trying to get him to be a great wrestler, and Maxine wants him to be a model. Because you know who would think it's really funny to have a fat man whose gimmick is that there's a hot woman that wants him to be a model? Hmm. I wonder <laughs> who could possibly come up with an idea like that. So, Chad wants him to run and do the uh, Caterpillar or whatever. Maxine says no. He's all confused. So he runs, he hits the post. All he hits the 450, pins him. Chad and Maxine yell at each other afterwards. They have found a way to make me the viewer not care one bit about Ali, Otis, Maxine, and Chad Gable. And you know, there's one man who has effectively found ways to make me not care about people who there's no reason on the planet I should not care about, but he has found a way. Mm -hmm. Miz did his promo. If you guess that he ran down his resume that's what he did and then we had Cody Finn and Miz in a tournament match and Cody hits the crossroads three times on Miz he does that gimmick where he has to get in a really weird position to make a cover because he's gonna get yanked out of the ring and he is yanked out by Brock Brock gives him the f5 on the floor Finn hits the coup de grace on Miz gets to win advances in the tournament and then man Brock kills this guy F5 on the floor. You know what's funny about Brock is like, he literally actually, in real life, in the reality of this world, Cody took one bump on the floor and one bump on the table, which we see all the time. But because it's Brock giving him these moves, you're like, this guy's going to be hospitalized for weeks after this. So he's put through the table. And then Brock grabs the mic, and he has this giant gash on his head self-inflicted he has a huge black eye and he cuts the gosh darn scariest freaking promo i have seen in in my life where he says so cody what do you want to talk about and he says look at my face look at my face he says you want to take credit for this well you lucked into it and you lucked into the pin and now i want to fight and man, I was so scared I almost went running. And I'm, I'm like a long way away from Jacksonville. I almost fled my house in fear at this. And so now you know why Cody got that fluke win at the pay-per-view. It was to set up the fury of Brock Lesnar and him demanding a fight where there will be no flukes coming up at Night of Champions. This was the greatest Brock Lesnar I've ever seen in this little segment right here. Rhea killed Dana Brooke and then continued to kill her. Natty came down to the ring. It appears to be Natty and Rhea for the SmackDown women's title on Raw. On SmackDown, right? On Raw. Oh. Zoe Stark challenges Nikki Cross. Kevin and Sammy beat Imperium. Turned into a very good match, but... The one thing I'm going to say is they got to figure out something for Kevin and Sammy because they're just there. They are just there. And the matches are good and the people like them, but they're just there. They had something with no direction.
4: There. With those guys. They had something there. Nobody cares in this environment in WWE if one half of the tag team champions is facing off against Gunther for the Intercontinental title because fans like and believe in all of them. The ones they don't believe in are Imperium, you know, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser and the rest of the tag team division because there isn't one. This would have been a perfect way to give Owens and Zayn something like against legitimate dudes, build up, the rest of imperium and get gunther kickstarted off on something i just things like this drive me nuts
3: we had a sonya and chelsea segment they want a petition for the women's tag titles they've reunited the way and it appears to me that chomp is coming back to team with uh to team with johnny or maybe feud with him i guess we'll see Zoe Stark beat Nikki Cross quickly.
4: That's, that's not the question. The question is, what are Index uh, going to be doing on this show?
3: Same thing they did on NXT. Zoe beat Nikki in a match with zero heat. People did not care about that at all. We had Trish coming out of the ring with a Becky Lynch missing shirt. A grown woman is missing. This did not end up on Fox News, this shirt, I might Will add. you stop? But uh, Becky's music hit. Trish acted like she was just pretending. But then the music, of course, hit again. Trish said, shut it off! The joke's over! But Becky was in the ring, and she beat her up. And uh, I guess they're doing this quicker than SummerSlam. That's what it looks like to me. We had Dominic versus Xavier Woods. Rhea ended up pulling Dom to safety. When Woods tried the coast-to-coast, Dom cradled him and pinned him. So was not a great crowd here tonight. And, you know, people want to get on Dom. Oh, he did not really that oh, uh, Yeah, he wasn't over in this match. A lot of people weren't. He is much over when he cuts promos. This match was fine. But, uh, you know, there was nothing done in the show that made you really want to see this match or make it seem like it was important at all. We had Miz wanting Nakamura to be his tag partner. Nakamura was like, nah, we're going to wrestle each other next week. Miz did not want that. We had Raquel and Liv saying, hey, we'll face you, Sonia, Chelsea. All you do is ask. But then Sonia and Chelsea laugh, and they say the petition was not for you. We think damage control is going to beat you. Our petition is to face them. (laughs) Ha, 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 and they run off. A lot of laughing heels. Cody does a promo. This is the second time Brock has attacked him from behind for no reason. He thinks Brock is jealous that he's the man now. And he says, if Brock wants to fight against my better judgment, I accept. It's on for the show. And then the main event was Finn and Seth Rollins had a good match. And uh, the finish, Seth hit a one-arm pedigree. They actually replayed the spot from 2016, except this time Finn gave him the buckle bomb into the barricade. Uh, Seth did not tear his labrum, but he sold his shoulder. And uh, finally, he hit a one-arm pedigree. But he didn't have two arms, so Seth uh, Finn kicked out. And then he tried the stomp. Balor tried a cradle. Seth counter with a boot to the face. Regular stomp pinned him. So Seth Rollins is going to the finals for the Raw World Heavyweight Championship. Imagine if a SmackDown guy won that tournament. Wouldn't that be funny? Back in a moment, Observer Live.
2: We're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Yep! That one right there, pretty heavy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's when uh, Vinny threw me into the, the pool. Second time, I might add. I also got th- thrown into the pool in the uh, Battle of the Empire. And my own wife threw me in the pool during that ice bucket challenge. Golly. He didn't throw you. Yeah, he, he hit me with something, but you know what happened
4: there. That's Well, yeah. You all know what you know, happened, right? Brian was there.
3: too afraid to take the, the big arm drag into it. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, Vinny can't do an arm drag. That's well. the.
4: That's why you should have actually had the slip and slide where he just could have chucked you down and the kids could have thrown stuff at you. Then you you hit the pool.
3: Well, at that point, I didn't have kids, you know. That was a long time ago.
4: Um, okay, maybe your uncle could have thrown a lawn
3: chair at you as you went sliding down it. This person says, this is a conspiracy theory, but I feel like Cody was supposed to win at Mania. Replace the two belts with so one no. that looks more like an old school world title to go with his I am a pro wrestler thing, and then this Brock feud would make sense if it was over the world title. Listen, I don't know, but that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Oh, come on. What? Oh, come on. No,
4: really? Yeah.
3: I mean, by conspiracy theories,
4: that's, you know, that's more believable. They
3: commissioned the belt. That doesn't mean they commissioned it to be a third world title. It means they commissioned a belt. Cody could have won. You get rid of those two belts. Did it? In fact, if I recall correctly, if I recall correctly, wasn't wasn't there something before Mania where Cody like did an interview and and talked about how he'd like a different belt or something? Somebody tell me if that's true or not, because that would lend credence to this theory here. Have the
4: big gold on there like his dad did, and Ron. Anyway, hey, we're
3: out of time, brother. Two Pacific, five Eastern. Brian and Lance Q and A, Twitch, and YouTube. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.